Hey, welcome back to Street Riders. It's your 10 minutes of writing motivation, inspiration, and activation. This is the first half of our interview with top advertising exec Bob Palmer, who has just completed his first novel, King of Hearts. Well, we've got a special guest today, uh, an old friend of ours who's from the business, the marketing, advertising, all those different things, digital business, and, and he's been a guru in that. Now he's a novelist, so it's a wonderful opportunity to see both sides of the hat, from professional writing to creative writing, even from the idea of running a business, because Bob Palmer is one of the sharpest executives in the creative field that I've ever worked with. We've worked, it's got to be 20 years now, Bob. I mean, I remember seeing you yeah. meeting with you at, at Tribal DDB, where Bob was the chief executive officer when digital was, you know, right at its heyday and, and made that a success. And we had a ball and I, I immediately, as compared to sometimes when you're on the creative side and you work with kind of the business side of it, you know, it's kind of an adversarial relationship. Bob was one of us from day one. He's got the, the sparkle in his eyes, got the creative juices flowing. He loves to see creative stuff, loves to push the envelope but he also knows how to run a business. And so we were fortunate to have both sides of that uh, experience and to have a buddy who was running the place, but he kept kept it running successfully. So nobody was after us to close it. And so I met Bob there. We had a great relationship. We then cross paths in a million different places from Rosetta to different agencies that Bob has run. And it was, it's been a great experience and we're close friends. And then Dan, I know you, uh, you got to meet Bob and did some work with him and same oh, yeah. kind of thing, right? Bob, do you want to get a word in edgewise before I continue to wax poetic about you or you just want to keep <laughs> well, turning red? It's, it's been a real pleasure working with you guys and knowing you and you're, you're definitely both really good friends and thank you for the compliments. I really appreciate it. My Bob story is that everybody I knew who I respected seemed to have worked with this guy. And so I just kept hearing like, oh, Bob Palmer, Bob Palmer knows digital, Bob Palmer knows this, Bob Palmer's so great. How, how come you've never worked with Bob Palmer, Dan? Like, it must be something wrong with you. So I'm like thinking, oh my God, I'm going to meet this guy and I'm going to shrink. And I think the term, Dan, is FOMO Bob, like the fear of missing out of working with Bob. I think exactly. that's, that's exactly it. From. FOMO before it was FOMO. But fortunately, everything Mark, as you said, uh, not only knows his stuff, but just a great individual, a great professional, a great friend to to partner with and when you said the other day that you're working on a novel and that you're you're close to maybe closing the deal on it my self-interest was piqued because i said it'd be great to have you on here because we've had some established novelists but you're cracking the code on this new part of uh, your creative output and so we thought it'd be terrific to talk to you you know from that point of view well wonderful i really haven't got much to add i will say that i've always enjoyed writing um and uh, i actually started out in this business uh, the, the marketing business as, as a copywriter and then switched over to uh to, to strategy but uh when i was in high school i won a uh, nationwide uh atlantic monthly contest and had a uh poem published in Atlantic Monthly. So hmm. that's what my appetite for uh, for writing and I've kept it up ever since, but never seriously. I've, I've written a couple of manuscripts, thrown them away. This is the first one I haven't thrown away and I have high hmm. hopes for it. Time to take a swing at this with Bob. These are tips, tricks, and sleight of hand to power up your pencil and percolate your brain. And since we have a, a novelist with us, 
Bob, there's got to be some tips and tricks that get you through the day. My golden rule of good writing is is really a, a pretty standard rule, and it's show, don't tell. And uh, that's very easy to say, but sometimes really hard to accomplish. Mm -hmm. um, also, to me, you let character development drive the plot and have the reader understand the character's motivation for the action. So make the writer invisible, as Elmore Leonard said. Mm. Um, and, and the reader should learn through the character's behavior and understand his motivation by understanding the character's emotional and psychological makeup, which is developed throughout the throughout the story. And that makes for a far more engaging and uh, entertaining and interesting story. And I think I think the really good authors do that. So I strive mm -hmm. for that. Also, mm -hmm. after you've written the manuscript and you have a couple of people read it and they say, yeah, this is good, go for it. I've gone through this 73,000 uh, word manuscript about five times, eliminating <laughs> unnecessary adverbs mm -hmm. and modifiers, for example. I'm comma happy, so I've, I've, mm. I've, you know, I've found ways to transition without longer sentences with lots of commas. Mm -hmm. And just like that, just smooth it out and make make it uh, something that you would enjoy reading, mm -hmm. and also that 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 flows well. And for me, anyway, I don't do outlines. I I, I kind of let the plot take care of itself. Mm. And with this particular book, which we can talk about later, I kind of develop the characters, and then I let the I, I let the story develop. You know, the plot develop and the storyline develop based on what I kind of quote unquote knew about those characters. Mm. And I've also found that, that writing the manuscript, it's kind of the easy part because not selling the book is not that easy. Right. <laughs> and mm -hmm. uh, there, I've, I've done a lot of research online. Uh, there's a whole editorial process you have to go through to get the manuscript ready for prime time in case a publisher wants to see it. That, mm -hmm. And that's, it's, it's, it's mainly proofreading. I, I didn't let editors really change anything but the, the proofreading by a professional publishing proofreader really helps as far as getting it in the style that publishers want to see to get those characters where they want to be do you spend before you you know really dig into the story do you do character profiles or do you let them develop over the pages in, in this case and we can talk about the plot later but the, the, the basic story is based upon a true story that uh, I read about in the New York Times about a couple of people. And I kind of put, I kind of developed these characters. And I started out by, by talking about their, their background. They're both, it's a, it's a man and a woman. They're both kind of, they're young, but they're both kind of coming from dysfunctional backgrounds, each of them with, uh, with, with quite the background and story to tell. And, and it made them alienated and, and, and it really drives their emotions and it ultimately winds up driving how they how things really go off the rails with this mm. stuff. You'll let them develop throughout the story. There's a lot of dialogue in it. I think dialogue really helps as far as developing characters. And I think that when you when you use dialogue, it's important to to look at the setting they're in and look at their hand motions and, and really get get people to get the feeling of the of the mood at the moment and that helps with character development too and another tricky part about you know writing the full-length manuscript is an action that takes place through a character on page 230 kind of has to be consistent with what that character was on page two and then there are inconsistencies such as what was the weather that day and when you're mm. 30 pages later everything has to ring true and consistent now the title of the book is uh, king of hearts 
I consider it to be kind of an upmarket novel. It is driven by characters. There is a there is a mystery element to it because there's mm -hmm. an unfortunate murder involved with one of mm -hmm. the one of the characters. The story revolves around two really complex characters. There's Nora, who's a six-year-old woman who lives alone in an affluent town with she has no friends. She has a secret life of increasingly reckless one-night stands with strangers. And she forms a very uh, unlikely friendship with Will who's a 26-year-old marginalized only child still living at home with very dysfunctional and unloving parents. And together, Will and Nora start a Lonely Hearts Club scam to scam lonely men into giving Nora money, basically. Mm -hmm. So uh, like I said, it's, it's based on a real scam that was in the New York Times. It was run by an Iowa couple years ago and uh, they got caught, but they, they got millions of dollars out of thousands of, of people that they scammed. Hmm. They were basically looking for a letter writing mail order relationship with someone in hopes of something more. And this person then got into their head and said, oh, my, my, my mean husband won't buy my daughter any clothes. So could you send me a hundred dollars? And they got, thousands of dollars over 13 years, millions of dollars over 13 wow. years. Wow. So, so the story opens with the discovery of Nora's murder. And it just really briefly describes that and then goes into the story. And But it's it's really not a traditional murder mystery at all. It's a character-driven look at two people. Today, that would be a high-value IPO, though. That's a whole business model you just, <laughs> just described. Like, you know, there's no, there's no crime in that now nowadays. You know, when you read the article that was a scam, today that's software as a service. Check back next week for the second half of our interview with novelist Bob Palmer.